Welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. And today we're going to talk about self-worth. Well, that sounds nice. That sounds like we're all going to feel very good about ourselves mm. and uh, discover how brilliant we are. We need That'd a bit nice. of that, don't we? That would be nice. <laughs> we need a bit of that. Yeah, no, not not overly indulgent, but uh, just looking at these deep places in our hearts where maybe we don't know we've got worth and value and whether we don't know that we are important or, you know, those questions, do I matter? Do I matter to to God? Do I matter to people? Yeah. I guess if you go back in time to the very beginning of the Bible with Adam and Eve, it was a question that would have never been on their mind, would it, before the fall, before they took of the fruit? They never, they wouldn't have woken up in the morning thinking, I wonder if I matter. Do you know, do people love me? Am I significant enough? Yeah. Never have been Am anywhere near them. Yeah. I mean, it's totally a, a condition of the fall of mankind, isn't it? That we would have this question within us of how do I fit and what, you know, am I good enough and am I of any value or am I needed? All these kind of things. And there is this deep longing to know that. Mm. So why did they know it and we don't, I right. guess, <laughs> is a question. Well, it boils down to relationship mm. with God, doesn't it? That That unhindered relationship. So we're going to look at some of that, aren't we, in this yeah, podcast? Yeah. And um, before we get to that, I guess I guess with this, I mean, the, the ideal world situation is that we would all just know it. We would just know that we had value. Just sort of fundamental, core, yeah. deep, knowing on the inside, intrinsic Exactly, exactly. Value. Exactly. Yeah, that, nice. that intrinsic value that I, I don't have to earn it or prove anything i just know that i have a worth mm. which is what it, which is what you saw with jesus yeah all that he had nothing to prove to right. anybody did he he yeah. just walked on the earth and you know people were always putting him down like falsely accusing him judging him but he he just knew his he worth did. and his value and yeah and for us for well for me and you and for everybody listening none of us are at that point of fully knowing it are we in the way that Jesus did, or the way that Adam and Eve did before the fall. We're all on a bit of a spectrum, really, of how much we know it or don't know it and how that outworks in our life. And I guess it fits into two kind of categories of how we respond Mm -hmm. to that lack of self-worth. One is that we just feel that we're basically rubbish. We're worthless. There's no point trying with anything. I've got nothing to offer. It just is a fact. It's just a fact. I'm just a piece of dirt. Rubbish. Uh, I've got nothing to offer. Nobody will want to have a relationship with me. Nobody will want to involve me in things they're doing. I'm just kind of irrelevant, you know? Yeah. And that's a very, that's a very deep and wrong response, isn't it? In many ways, not. Well, it is, but I don't know that you'd call it wrong because, in a sense, it's just coming from what they've been shown in their lives. Like they've, you know, we have hundreds of people come to LL all the time when we're open. We hear, you know, at the moment we, we, in correspondence with them, but people who really fundamentally, yeah. deeply believe that they're rubbish. Right. And I know what you mean by it's wrong because it's not true. Well, it doesn't agree with what God was saying. No, but yeah. From that point of view, it's wrong. But I totally hear what you're saying. It's not that they're bad people for feeling that. It's no. a consequence of whatever's what gone on shown. before and what yeah. they've been shown, all those kind of things. So that's one, that's one way of dealing with it or of it outworking. But I guess the other way, which is harder to pin down in some ways, is that we've just learned to try to gain approval through all kinds of different things that the world offers, right? So 
whether that's my job or my qualifications or my achievements or my family, my role in the church. So those things can give me a sense of... So there's still that that question right. of worth and value right. and striving. do I matter inside? I'm trying yeah. to earn. I'm trying to... It, that is still an issue in my heart, in that deepest place. But I found me. a way to appease but, it. Right, exactly. So yeah. here's a way that I can find a bit of significance. And, and so probably if I do achieve something, I really want everybody to see that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because then, mm. then they can say to me, oh, well done, you know, that's great, good old you. And that you will feed, <laughs> well, yeah, it makes yeah. us feel good and it feeds us in some way. But uh, it's not the answer. There's still an issue underneath. But I think that's harder to pin down because it's yeah, just it's... a bit more acceptable. It's, I look a bit more normal. Well, there's I... probably all sorts of different ways that you can meet that that need inside, isn't there? You know, you yeah. can... It could be in your job. It could be you creating a sense of worth and identity. You know, I'm a mom and I've got all these children or I'm a wife or I'm a husband or right. I don't know, or I've got this important job. So therefore I am important. I do matter. Yeah. And that's all really good and well. But well, it in, is until those things disappear. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they're transient, aren't they? So as soon as you lose your job or your kids leave home or mm. you retire or something else happens, someone mm. is promoted ahead of you or whatever it might be, suddenly that world crumbles down, doesn't it? Well, the question then comes to the surface, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Now what do I... Now, now who am I? Now how do I matter? You yeah. Know, how, yeah. And then another way is where people, I often think, you know, people, people define our worth and our value by... By looking on really and, um, you know, maybe we, or we think we have worth and value because of where we're from or the education we've had right. or the, you know, they're very, they're not bad things at all in themselves, no. but they're, they're, they, if we're not careful, they become the things that our self-worth is hinged on yeah. <laughs> and, and it doesn't go to that deep place inside it. They're not bad things, but they don't meet that deep longing. Yeah, that's deep inside that intrinsic longing. So there must be some, there must be something really on the the Lord's heart to really put that solid foundation block inside. Yeah, I think that's what we want to try and unpack a little bit in this podcast. Really, is these foundation? What is the foundation block of my of my value? Is it is it that I feel no good, and so there, are, therefore, I either just don't try anything because I don't think I've got, there's no point in me trying anything or I strive and strive to earn. Yeah. Or is, or is there another foundation block that God wants to put into us where my value is not determined by what I've done? Yeah. So it's something I mean? deeper and so much deeper. Truer. And I really believe this is something that is a life changer actually. And it's been a big thing for me in my life. I'm kind of typically, if you like a, a bit of a doer, my natural reaction is that I feel like I, I do need to earn at least a little bit of God's love or I need to show that I'm good enough. You know, there's a, there's a kind of doing sort of thing deep in me, you know, that God's been working on over the years. And, um, and one of the scriptures that really has, has helped me with this is maybe might seem like a quite a strange scripture to choose, but in Matthew 3, there's the story of Jesus being baptised, which is this amazing story, really. I won't go into all the detail of that, but it's, it's this moment when Jesus comes out of the water and it's like the father peels back heaven and kind of bellows down to, to his son. And, and 
and this these are these moments in the scripture you think we should really take a take pay attention to what is it the father actually said and there's this moment where where the father booms out of heaven this is my beloved son mm. i mean can you imagine mm. what what a moment i mean i feel this is a kind of the heart of the father was almost bursting with pride and love for his son that had laid aside his majesty and would come down to earth and was serving and all these kind of things. But the very first thing he says to him is not about his achievements and all you've done well, son, and you achieved this and you did that, but you are my beloved son. Mm. Like That is the absolute foundation of it. And then after that, he says, with whom I'm well pleased. I mean, that's the bit that's related to the, the fact that he's been obedient and he's followed and he's done the things that his father's asked him. But it starts with, this absolutely fundamental foundation block of this is my boy. Beloved. My beloved yeah. boy. I love him. You know, it's bursting place really of identity and of value and of worth. That's the thing that Jesus knew all the way through his life is that he was loved by his father. He was yeah. a beloved child. So powerful stuff, I think. And, and us, we are God's beloved children. I mean, that's the truth of it. Can I, is, is, uh, Ephesians 5, 1 says it, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. Yeah. So we're in that same category. Mm. I remember reading a book um, that described it as the truest thing. Like there right. are lots of things that are true about us. Like, right. so for me, I'm a mom and I'm a wife and... Um, You're a good cook. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, I was trying to think of something else. <laughs> Um, but there's things that are true about me yeah. and, but it's not, they're not the things that define the truest thing about me. Cause right. that, those things could be taken away. I could. You're not always a great cook. Um, no, I think that was a bit, you were trying to be nice. Um, and I do burn a lot of things. So it's not, it's definitely not the truest thing, but the truest thing is this that you're talking about is that we are beloved and somewhere the Lord really wants us to understand this. And this is what. This is what the enemy is always trying to contest, isn't yeah, he? And yeah. what he has done from the very beginning of our lives. And if we think of those people we were talking about who have been, have just been shown that they're absolute rubbish. They've never had w worth put into them or value or care or anything put into them. Mm. And there's lots of people like that and how they survive. I mean, I think they're amazing. I know, yeah. But God wants all of us, however however little or much we know our worth to really know more than what our parents think of us more than what anybody in life thinks of us it's what god says about us what is the truth then that is the truest thing yeah that's the thing that cannot be shaken and it's what the enemy is contesting and all the time really in our lives because that's what we stand on and then we we we're available for him and, and able to be used by him yeah Okay, so let's back it up a little bit and look at why we might struggle with that low self-worth in our life. What could be the reasons for that? Well, I think a lot, lots of people have just, they, they've just missed any sense of worth and value being put into to them at all, for, right from their childhood. You know, they, right. we meet people all the time, don't we, who, who just avoid there's a big void inside of care and time and attention and they're the things that speak worth and value to us aren't they and yeah. what god intended for us to have in our childhood and for lots and lots of different reasons and and to be honest we've all got voids because nobody's had perfect parents right. 
Um, and I and I guess the enemy just rides in on that. And but for some people, it's a huge void. And I guess we internalize it, don't we? As as, as kids, we we just sort of assume that if we're not having the things that we in, no, we should have. We know yeah. we should have that. Somehow, that's our fault. There's something wrong with us. That, yeah. And that that sort of increases this sense of low self worth, mm. doesn't it? Mm. I was just thinking about the whole thing a bit about being compared mm. to other people. Maybe a sibling was super clever or super something, you know. So we think we're rubbish. So we felt compared. Yeah. You know, we yeah. looked at them and said, "Well, I can't do that." And mm. maybe that sense of comparisons carried on through life. You know, it just makes that feeling yeah. even even more deep. Yeah, lots of people have had really awful words spoken over them, haven't they? I mean, yeah, they've had really terrible. horrible things spoken over their identity that yeah. that have become, I guess, almost like the truest thing <laughs> or competes with the truest thing inside. This is who I am because this is what was said to me by people who who were in authority, you know, parents or... I don't know. That is really the challenge yeah. though, isn't it? I mean, that is where the rub hits the road, is where the thing that I think is truest about me doesn't match with what God says is the truest thing about me. So this is where we really need his help, isn't it? To, to work out what yeah. is, what is your truth, Lord? Yeah. What is the truest thing about me, regardless of what's happened in my past mm. and for everybody listening. And for us, there's different things that have shaped that. Yeah. And maybe we could just take some time and ask, okay, what is it that's what's missing? What yeah. is missing? And what, what has happened in my life that's shaped, that's caused me to feel this way about myself where mm. I, I don't see myself the way the Lord would see me. Mm. And then that just gives us an opportunity to be honest and real about that and bring it to the Lord and, and pray about it and ask for his healing. Yeah. I think for a lot of us, it, well, a good question really is who has, who gets to decide our worth and our value? And, yeah. you know, have, have we put ourselves under other people's judgment and do they get to decide our worth like who does get to decide our worth and value you know if you think of strictly come dancing which uh, i know no, you're not you. a fan of but um you know or britain's got talent or any of these programs you, you you're doing your you're putting yourself out there these these people and they're doing their best right and they sit in front of these judges who have the power to just define how well they did, you right. know. And, and, Plus and we, the millions of judges at home. Yeah, yeah. We all sit at home and don't like their dress. And <laughs> they didn't do that very well, did they? Right. You know, we have this power. And I think for a lot of us, we've, we've struggled under this weight of, of letting other people be this judge over our lives, giving them this place of power to define yeah. what worth and value we have. And I, I, I know for me, it's a, been a big thing to, to even just speak, and you don't, like not actually to the person, but just when I felt under somebody else's judgment or, you know, they, they get, they think they've got the power to define who I am and, yeah. you know, how good or valuable I am. Actually, just to speak out, that, I don't give you that permission. Yeah. You're not the judge over me. And the, right. the wonderful thing about the real judge over us is that he's full of mercy and kindness yeah. and grace. So when he judges me and defines me, it's it's from well, it's from a father's place, and it's with love, and it's without cruelty. Or you yeah. know, I think that's an important piece of the puzzle, really. It really is because we do live in a very judgment-filled society, don't we? We're we're very judgment-filled people, and I guess if you look a little bit further back. Even from us, you think, well, where's that coming from? Ultimately, it 
it does come from the enemy, doesn't it? I mean, he he is constantly trying to undermine the good things of God, you know, the the truth of God, the the ways of God and the people of God and and so he he will use whatever means possible and of course the media is a big one. But if we think people's about people's weaknesses, he uses other people's weaknesses. Yeah. He uses our own weaknesses, our own flesh, our own flesh. Agrees yeah. and mm. says, "Yeah, well, I don't want. I, I feel better somehow when when I can put somebody else down and and pick on their on their weaknesses." And but the enemy, he's all about undermining ultimately our relationship with God, isn't it, and with each other. But you know, just sewing in little things like, "Does God really think much of you?" And are you really the? Ex- you, you could be the exception to the rule, couldn't you? You haven't really got much to offer and yeah or he's embarrassed by you or yeah. he's disappointed in you or you're he's just a bit ashamed of you he's all he's horrible isn't he the enemy he's always whispering these things in and because we are wobbly in yeah. that truest place often all of us really yeah. we're wobbly um in it we we embr- we take it in as as truth yeah but just like you were saying about not having to take on what other people say we should do the same with, with the enemy, shouldn't we? What he says about us, actually, we should say, oh, I'm not coming under that. Yeah, well, there is a brilliant song. I'm going to have to find the words of this song because it's a Lauren Daigle song, which I just love, and it's it's called You Say. And the words say, um, I keep fighting voices in my mind that say I'm not enough. Every single lie that tells me I will never measure up. Am I more than just the sum of every high and every low? Remind me once again just who I am because I need to know. You say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think I am weak. You say I am held when I am falling short and when I don't belong. Or you say I am yours. And the, the, I mean, the, the, word, the lyrics go on. But what I love about that song is that, that it's, it's, Lord, what do you say? What do you say about me? Yeah. And 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 counter counters what we feel about ourselves or what we or the enemies saying about us. It's a yeah. good song. Really good. Okay, right. Well, if we want to know what God says, the place to look is going to have to be the Bible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll state the obvious. Um, and uh, really, want to encourage everyone, all of us, to to keep digging into God's word and to. Dig and deep. Dig deep into God's word and to really receive those wonderful truths of yeah. how he feels about us. Yeah, because it is a case of, I mean, we can read the Bible, can't we? But if we're, we're not careful, we do just sort of read it and, it and not let it sink in. And one of the scriptures that is just a brilliant one to meditate on and is Psalm 139 because yeah. it, it really does speak to our value and our worth, how God really sees us. So Psalm 139, starting at verse 13, just because it's too long to read all of it, really, um, says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvellous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. I mean, even if you just take that 
scripture and just there's a lot there, isn't there? Meditate on it, and Lord, is that true? Like Even the fact that God thinks about together? about me. Yeah, I mean, and for everyone listening right now, God thinks about you individually, yeah, personally. You I mean, that is amazing. It is. It is. It goes into those deep. It really does go. It, I mean, it, the scripture talks about how how this is the Bible is bread. Yeah. And it does go to those hungry places where we yeah. wobble and we feel insecure about, do we have worth? Do we matter? And, you know, God's, he knit us together. like And, and all those questions on the inside, do I have any purpose? Is there any point to me? Yeah. What's the point of me? You know, and I, I know that people feel like that because we, because, well, we feel like it at times, yeah. but also we meet people all the time with these big, deep questions. Exactly. And, God's just saying, you were formed and he knew you and he knit you together in every day of our lives. And there's nobody who's exempt from this. No, every right. single day of our life yeah. has been planned and known and um, yeah. amazing. Yeah, I wanted to read a scripture from Galatians 4, which I think really does, again, um, it talks to that place of real identity mm. of who we are. And uh, so it's Galatians 4, verses 4 to 7, and it says, But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who were slaves to the law so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent his spirit, the spirit of his son, into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you an heir, made you his heir. I mean, that is, talk about identity. We've moved from this place of slavery to sonship mm. and that we could call out in an intimate way to mm. him. I mean, and, and the truth is, I haven't got to earn that. Yeah. That's the thing, isn't it? When it comes to this issue of self-worth, when our self-worth is 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 not in a good place. There is that sense of earning. Mm. I need to earn it somehow. But it's got to sink in, hasn't it? Like yeah. we've got to take hold of these things and let them sink into our hearts. And that's where the healing comes. There was something very powerful for me when I when one day I realized that there's a difference between catching if you think of a ball game, like you think of our our lads, you know, we were always on the beach when we playing um Oh, what's it called? Not cricket. Baseball? Rounders. Baseball. Baseball. That's what I'm thinking of. Baseball. We had this big baseball bat that came everywhere with us just to wear them out, to send them off chasing a ball. Um, and, you know, we, with a baseball bat, you can, you just bat away the ball. Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if we're not careful, my point is, is we can bat away God's truth. That's like true. he wants to say to us today, you are an heir. I mean, that's what scriptures just, you've just read. So yeah. he's saying to me, he's saying it to you, he's saying to everybody who's listening, you are an heir. You belong in my family. You right. are you are beloved by me. You are my son. You are my daughter. Exactly. That is truth, right? It, so we can catch that. Yeah. Back to my baseball. You can catch that and we can take hold of it and we can hold it in our hearts and say, oh, that doesn't feel true. Yeah. But I'm not going to drop it. I'm not going to let it go. Yeah. Or we can do what lots of us do, and we just bat it away, bat it away. Oh, that's nice for everybody else. Yeah. I bat that away. No, God wants us to catch hold. You are an heir. You are beloved. You are my son. You are my daughter. 
and I, you've got a place in my family and I love you. Yeah. Sort of allowing it to sink in. And so maybe, maybe for some of us, there's a need to, to really meditate on some of these scriptures so that we don't bat it away. Maybe part of that meditating on it is that we write it out and we pin it on the wall by our bed or we put it on the fridge or so that we're reminded so mm. that when those doubts come that we can think, no, I'm a son, I'm beloved, I'm an heir, I'm chosen, like you've just been saying, you know. So I think put it in front of our face. I and think, it's a choice, yeah. isn't it? Like that is the thing. We And all of us have the power to to yeah. just choose to either receive it or to to bat it away. And we often don't, we often bat it away because we don't feel like yeah. it's true. It takes yeah. us back to what we were talking about of even forgiveness. We don't feel like we want to forgive. Well, we might not feel like God really loves us or that we might not feel like we're a son or a daughter, but it's that choice. I'm going to choose. God's word's true. I'm going to choose. This is true. I'm going yeah. to choose to believe this is true. All right, let's pray, shall we? Lord, we, we just thank you that you have a perfect view and that you are a perfect God. And Lord, I pray for each one listening and for ourselves, Lord, that you would really do that deep work of of showing us what is the the deepest, truest truth from what you say, Lord, about us. And would you undermine, Lord, in us those things that would contradict that, those things that have gone in deeply that have said that we're not good enough and there's something wrong with us. Lord, would you undermine those things and bring healing and bring your truth, let it go deep inside, Lord, and help us to help others around us to be encouragers and builder-uppers of, uh, of our fellow uh, believers, Lord, uh, in the family of God. So we just thank you, Lord, and uh, pray your rich blessing, Lord, on each person listening. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So thanks so much for listening and uh, just hoping that you're encouraged today and that you you can take hold of that truth that you are a son or a daughter. That's who we are. I just think that's brilliant. So bless you mm. and catch up with you soon. Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.